This episode of Pick Up the Six podcast is in memory of the 30 American warriors killed in action on August 6, 2011, with the loss of Extortion 1-7. 15 of those killed were members of SEAL Team 6. My guest today is a teammate and a friend of those lost on that day. His name is Eddie Penny, a hard-charging Navy SEAL who was on many missions, and he was going through the front door every time. He's an incredible man of action, and he's done so much in the name of our great nation. He's been asked, though, to endure loss along the way. We're talking about all that and how he's now an architect of the unafraid. This is Pick Up the Six Podcast. Eddie P., what's up, my man? How are you? Hey, buddy. What's going on? Thanks for having me on here. Thrilled to do it. Seriously. To get to know you and chat. And uh, man, our our mutual friend Dan Skidmore said, "I got a guy for you." I said, "Roger that, Cadre." I love yes. him. He he's Let's do it. That's an intense man right there. <laughs> I respect him. He's a good dude. He's never not working out, right? Right. <laughs> he's never not working out. At least for that, what that's I a good thing. That's his no, no doubt. Keeps him grounded. He, that's his thing, man. I love it. I love. You're it. like, show me a guy sharpening his blade daily. I'm like, uh, DS. Right. Yeah. Now he's got a new little shorty that's less than a year old. He's got the yep. kid with him everywhere he goes. Yep. He's expanding the horizon of craziness. I love it. Right. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and beauty at the same point. Absolutely. At the same man. time. So absolutely. Well, thrilled to get to know you, man. Uh thankful uh for you and and uh and your journey. Man, kid grew up in Ohio. Uh and that's ended right. up in the Marines before you end up in the Navy and and make your elite to uh making your way into special ops. So mm-hmm. what led you down that path, right? Kid growing up in Ohio to, to head down to the military. Uh, I was just always, always, always I was always into the um into the movies, like the uh the action-packed mm-hmm. films, getting the bad guys. I just kind of planted a seed when I was younger. Bad guys are bad, and I want to be a good guy and I want to, you know, destroy them. How do I get there? Obviously, the military would be the best way, and always want to be a SEAL kind of diverted to the Marines because a friend of mine went a year before I went down to his graduation, saw it, fell in love. And then I was like, you know what, after like probably around the two and a half, three year mark in the seals with some failures and wasn't what I was expecting. I was going to like go back to Cincinnati, be a cop. And then I was like, you know what? No, 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 no. We're, we're going to, we're going to level up and we're going to go to try out for the seals. And I just had it in my mind, like, this is happening. Like this is happening. Nothing's going to stop me barring any crazy injuries. But I was like, I knew I would not say quit. I just knew it in my heart and the rest is history. Uh, if the story, if I've got the story right, you're in buds on 9-11, 2001, yes. right? I was second phase. I think we were probably like, probably three, four months in. Yeah. So like pretty much smack dab in the middle. And it just that reaffirmed happened. that decision for you. I mean, at that point. Oh yeah. I was like, crap like and it was real before yeah. and now it's real real like yeah. it was like okay we're we're going to battle like this isn't we i mean we know just by looking at history this isn't going to be like a one-week war you know this is gonna the way especially the way we do things we kind of like unfortunately do things half-ass and we spend so much money and we lose so many good dudes because we don't do things aggressively a lot of times um and we have nine million and one rules where the other guys don't so um yeah, so I, I knew we were going to be in combat for sure. I didn't know it would be that long. I don't yeah. think anyone did, but yeah. but nonetheless, my dreams were completed. Plus, some got tons of great experience, tons of combat experience. My great people uh, got unfortunately lost some great men, as you just you know just talked about extortion. Um, very sad moment, of course. It comes up all the time. Uh, but just kind of like try to like take that mindset and be like, okay, what did those guys leave me in? The list is endless. I mean, of all the great things that they left um, left me, like the imprints they left on my life, my children's lives. Uh, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Death is one thing that unfortunately is there. It's going to happen. And I know for a fact by by living with them, doing them and doing the crazy stuff with them, that they they were okay with having the warrior death. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. It's not that they were like, oh, we can't wait to die. But th- that is one way, you know, just like the Spartans come back with your shield or on it. It's the same damn yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm proud of them. Super yeah. proud of them. I mean, it's six years removed from Red Wings, which is another moment kind yeah. of in the chrono- you know, chronology of, of events happening in Afghanistan as we're, as we're sort of in this post 9-11 effort and you guys are, are getting in the fray. People know Red Wings because of that incredible moment. The four that are 
left there, right? The, the, mm. the incredible, amazing resources and moving heaven and earth that we expend to go get Marcus and bring him back. Then six years later, this terrible event happens as well. Right. And you've got really good friends that are part of it. So how much do you lean in on, on those moments, right? In, in the daily grind of maybe days where like, man, I don't feel like getting up or getting after it or, or pushing today. I got to think you lean back in on, on those warriors that were part of those, those moments. I, I definitely lean in on Christ. I hear the word lean on and automatically the first word that pops in my mind is Christ. Mm. The first word every time lean on Christ. Like that's, I, that's just like kind of what I've, my mantra, like lean on him, lean on him, lean on him, which sometimes I don't. And that's usually when I fail. Um, and, but yeah, I, I, there, there are days where, you know, they come up where, you know, a memory sparked or something like that. And I take a moment and think about it, but then in the, but the, is I try not to get down sad, low, although that's almost impossible at times. Mm -hmm. I try to flip the script and be like, all right, these guys would want me to be happy. They would want me to live my life. They would want me to go have a good time. They would want me to raise a great family. They would want me to be legendary just like they were. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's on me. Like, that's my choice to do that. Um, it's also my choice to, you know, cry about it and which, which feels good sometimes, but to feel sorry for myself or, you know, why them, why me? I mean, there's, there's so many whys and, you know, we just don't know the answers. No one does. One does. That's it. And, um, yeah, I just try to keep a positive mindset about it. It doesn't always work, but I would say most of the time as in like 95% of the time, I'm just amped to like have known those guys that yeah. they, they fed in my life and have made me who I am. And I want to take their legacy and through me feed it to other people that are coming up uh, in the military or civilians or just trying to get their, their head on straight. Like that, that's what amps me up is like, okay, let's, let's show you what you can do. Let's show yeah. you what you can do. Cause you can show do what lot. you can do outside of yourself too. We're going to come exactly. back to that, right? We're going to come 100%. back and, and talk about that faith component because I know you had a pretty remarkable experience post-military career that I think maybe helped you reframe some of that and focus back in Absolutely. on yes. the importance, right? And, and I got to share a quick story with you and then we'll Go for keep it. going. You know, I was at a men's conference, it was a big F3 event we did to celebrate our 10-year anniversary. And we had a speaker there and he said this, and he was a special operator. And he said, there's a prayer that a group of us would do before we'd go on really intense missions. The guys that were faith, more, more vocal, open with their faith. Mm -hmm. And we pray, we said, if Jesus could have the strength to carry the cross, give me the strength for this one moment. Mm -hmm. And it took it, he said, it would just take it off of us, right? It's pretty powerful. It is, because all you have is this moment. That's right. That's, yeah. that's fact. <laughs> so not only a Navy SEAL man doing incredible stuff, but part of this, this dev group, which is like elite warfighters in the United States military, specifically in the Navy, you guys do serious stuff. And some of those are not notable missions, right? You guys can Google what DevGrew is doing, what these SEAL teams are doing. Things like Captain Phillips, things like Osama bin Laden, major operations. How much of that do you want to tell me about? How much of that do you want to revisit with us and talk about while we've got you today? Uh, I mean, there, there's there's a reason why certain operations come to tier one units um, in the Navy and on the Army side and Air Force and all the ones that are, you know, were, were put together uh, to do certain missions is because we've, it's more individuals that have had more training, have been in a little bit longer, better funding, more assets from awesome like helo pilots, uh, fighter jet pilots all that stuff. So you're taking America's best of their military from all branches, bringing them together and going to kick ass. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty cool. Like that's really, really cool. Like the greatest assets because the air force has assets that the Navy doesn't, the army has assets that the Marines don't, the Marines don't have it, that the airport, you know, it just kind of, mm -hmm. we, we, you compliment each other because it's one country. It's one fight. It really is. No matter what. Yes. We have our inner service rivals, just like you should, like, that's just, kind of makes it cooler, makes you want to work harder, be better than the next. But uh, at the end of the day, we're there together. And uh, so they throw those operations that are, you know, I guess you could say in the public eye, could be in the public eye, that are often used for political reasons. Like, hey, look what we did under this administration, or mm -hmm. look what we did over here. Or the other side is like, hey, look where they failed over here. Uh, but 
you know, you, you take your warriors that you dump the money and the training and the time and the blood, sweat and tears into. And obviously you're going to get the missions. And a lot of that comes down to timing, being in the right place at the right time. Uh, but yeah, so that's usually just how that's how it works. And I didn't realize that until I was in, I was like, Oh, so that all works. Okay, cool. So tier one, it is let's go. Yeah. If you're going to do it right, you're the kind of guy who's you like, gotta, you just, just got to keep going. You just got to, I mean, you guys can see, right. Look at his shirt. Right? Like, yeah. Cause you never, you never want to be the guy that says when I get to the top, Yeah, the top is limitless. There is no top. There, I'm going to keep going and keep going and keep going, whatever it is. And I, if I feel like I peaked, then maybe that's time to go over here to another mountain and start climbing. Because the guy that's climbing the mountain, he's always hungrier than the guy that says he's on top. Always hungrier. Always wants more. Always going. And that's something I try to live by, man. It's just like I'm never going to be. I'm never at the top. I'm going to keep climbing yeah. what, one way or another. It might be as a family man. It might be a man of faith. It might be in my job. It might be helping others. Uh, diet and exercise, whatever it is, you know, it's uh, it, it never ends. So on September 1st, 2001, you're going through budge training, right? Um, you've got all these incredible sort of moments along the way, May the 2nd, 2011, another fateful day, right? Where there's some bit of closure related to what happens on that day and what the next 10 years probably look like mm -hmm. for you. Take me back to that day and just the feeling of satisfaction revenge what were those for for a guy on the teams when that that happens right bin laden's taken out mm -hmm. right what's that feeling like for you guys specifically being just so close to it uh i mean it's great i'm just glad our boys got to do um got to do it, it it's freaking awesome uh, it's great in anyone at those units is super stoked we all wish that we were on that op to be that yeah. guy of course that just that's just, you always want to be the guy that makes a touchdown. That's like, mm -hmm. that's a no brainer. Uh, but super proud of my fellow teammates for kicking some serious ass and taking it to them. And it's good stuff. It's, it's awesome stuff. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff we don't hear about where that's continued to go. That, that was just one of those big, obviously mm -hmm. political things, but Hey, great, great job. Um, there was some, definitely some issues with kilos and certain things. I mean, cause war's not perfect. Yeah. It's just not perfect. Hey, we're going to go do this. And then we'll go do this, and then we're and we're done. We're all unfortunately that doesn't work. That's why we have a thing called contingencies and plan Bs, Cs, Ds, Es, and Fs. You know, uh, alternates, primaries, tertiaries. You know, that's why we like we do that stuff yeah. to make sure we're good to go. But super amp. I was super proud of it. It was awesome. It was good to go. Uh, I personally believe it could have been done years before, but that's that's for me to think and wonder. But uh, no, I was super, I was super excited. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's called progress. That's called turning the page, going to the next chapter. Let's go. Who's next? Yeah. Yeah. You, you've throughout those years though, you've had a lot thrown at you, man. Right. Like you had a, you've had a lot, a lot thrown at you and not only right. War inevitably you are going to, in the position you're in, you're going to be asked to do things that are very difficult and you're going to be asked to bear a lot of burden. Right, mm -hmm. Lo losing friends, losing buddies, right. losing guys that were right next to you in a moment, and then gone the next. And in the middle of all that, right, you're getting ready for what's to be likely one of your last deployments, and your family gets rocked, right? Mm -hmm. And you go through uh, a split, and all of a sudden you're like a single dad. So that that's, stuff that, that was that was Eddie's real war. If you really, right? if we want to break it down, yeah, let's talk about <laughs> it. So. I always, I always use this when I, when I, when I give speeches or I talk to people and kind of like kind of reframe that mindset or, you know, something I personally do is I kind of look at life as I'm a warrior on the battlefield. I'm always a warrior, no matter what I'm doing. If I'm in the kitchen cooking and kids are running by, or I'm going on up, I'm a warrior. Only difference is my battlefield changes. So it might be a battlefield in Afghanistan or Iraq or it's here in my house, mm -hmm. or it's going to talk to someone that wants to commit suicide. I'm now in a new battlefield. That's how I look at it. So I try to pull in all my assets, just like I would over wars. Like, okay, how can I accomplish this task and do it the right way? And I really didn't realize that until I got custody of my three children, one being in diapers, um, two weeks before going over to Afghanistan, Mind blown, man. Like mm -hmm. mind blown. I can't, I can't even, I'm still in shock. <laughs> and it's been like, 
11 years, I think. Uh, I, I just, I was, I was like, I can't believe this is happening. This is really happening. I have to stop my dream job. And I was very selfish. I'm not going to pretend that I wasn't. I was extremely selfish at those times. Uh, but I got my, got my children in a new, a brand new war started. Afghanistan mm-hmm. and Iraq were going over, which were conflicts, but Eddie had a new war and that was called uh, daddy daycare or trying to be a daddy, trying to do the right thing. And I, and to be quite honest with you, bud, I, I didn't know what the right thing was. I was a lost kid. I made mistake after mistake after mistake. My kids helped me. They, they pulled me through. I pulled them through with um, the turmoil and the craziness. And then you, you know, you stack up, you just did, X amount of years in combat zones where you just talked about losing these guys, getting blown up, seeing some things, smelling some things, learning things. Um, and then you, you kind of add that you're, you're trying to decide like diffuse that while you just got this whole nother war that just popped up yeah. and uh, didn't have time to really deal with it. I, w- I was like onto another mission and the mission was a very long mission. It was a very intense mission and it's one that I honestly was not trained up for at all. It was like being thrown in combat without no no gun, no ammunition, no water, no food, no no plates, no nothing, no no matter. Well, look, you, the, uh, you, you, you've got hours and hours and hours of training for the other stuff. Uh, for, yeah, you yeah, know was, what to do I was with good the to other go. stuff. That's second nature. This is a whole new world, brother. <laughs> so how did you navigate it, man? How did uh, well, you... my, my mom helped me a lot, man. Like, And I don't want to be like, oh, mom. But the dad, I was like, really? mom, I need you. And yeah. uh she came down and stayed with me for a few weeks. And I just, and that's where I kind of learned something that I, I, I tell others now. I, everything I like preach, I, I've done, uh, mm-hmm. probably not the best, but I've learned from those mistakes, obviously, is like that first step, right? I remember I was, remember taking my kids to the grocery store and I, and I got the little one in the, in the little basket in the cart. And my other two are like kind of hanging on me or hanging out of the cart. One of them's probably hanging on the front. I'm like, Hey, don't trip. Don't, you know, get You're your grabbing stuff broken. thrown in the just cart. Like all kinds chaos. of chaos. So thank yes. you. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I was, and I remember I was going through the first aisle and I was getting a couple things and I was thinking about myself. I was like, okay, I eat this, I eat this. And I and like in the second aisle, I stopped the cart and I was like, crap, I've got to, I got to feed these guys too. So I'm like, I was like, hey, what do you what do you guys eat? Like I knew the baby stuff. I had the baby stuff because my mom kind of sure. helped me out with it. I didn't know what my kids ate or anything because I haven't they were gone for man, my wife took or ex-wife, but wife at the time took them away for like six months. I didn't see them. So I really like yeah. was kind of disconnected of what was going on and deployments and training and all that sure. stuff. And I and I had no idea what to do. So, but I was like, okay, step one, what do you guys eat? All right, cool, get it. Step two, get it back to the car. Get it, step three, get it to the house. And then, okay, mm. then we start cooking meals. Uh, and I became the master of making spaghetti because that was really all I was capable of making. <laughs> You're like, I can boil water. Yeah. Then it kind of like moved into like burgers. Then we get some uh-huh. chicken going. And then, you know, start like, I could probably some download or get some recipes and crap that you would never think about doing. I was doing, um, what do you do for diaper rash? Mm. What do you, I mean, just the stuff, the things, like how do you clean a bottle and make sure it's definitely clean. So my, my son doesn't get sick and we go to the hospital and I don't know what to do with the other two kids. Cause I'm the only dude there. I'm like a, yeah. in a foreign yeah. city. My guys are freaking, cause they're, they're warriors too. They don't yeah. crap about freaking this stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, so it, yeah, it was dude, it was tough. I, my hats go off to every single parent out there or, or the parent that stays home with the kids and the, and the dad or mom is out there working. Like, like much respect, much respect. My whole um, mindset changed to that. What I mean on on that, and yeah, if you're the if you're the dad, I, I'll talk more to the dads on this one, just mm-hmm. because it's more common. Or mom, even if you're the one that goes to work and you come home and expect to have this, this, and this. Okay, I'm going to tell you to be like, shut up and pitch in, help out, and give the person that's been in the home at least like yeah. thirty minutes, forty five yeah. minutes to an hour of Dude, get a bucket. They, they, get they a bucket. need it too. <laughs> They need it too. You you don't you you don't get to do that. That doesn't. That's not how it works. And I thought it worked. I used to be that guy. Like, hey, I come home. I'm gonna put my feet up. I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna grab a beer. I'm gonna you know my my wife's got this. But that's that ain't right. That's not right. It's not okay. You gotta work as a team and you know give those breaks where needed. So uh, hats off to the single parents that that don't get that break. That they, they got to keep chugging along twenty four seven. Yeah. And it's a um, it's a roller coaster of emotions and failures and some victories here and there. But man, I learned a lot. I learned that my kids saved my life. 
Did, did so you, but you had to pour a lot into them in a really quick amount of time and sort of learn on the job as you were going. Yeah. Was it hard to take care of yourself during those times? Um, yeah. I mean, like, obviously your world changes completely. Like, you know, instead of going to train and, you know, hanging out with the boys, like in the, and I would say my safe place, that's like, that was my safe place. Uh, it's not like that anymore. I got to take care of school, homework, lunches, dinners, snacks, diapers. Uh, the kid just vomited all over the floor. Like, why the hell didn't you make it to the toilet? You know what I mean? Things that you would think would be simple, but it's not to a, you know, a, a 10 month old, five-year-old and a 10 year old. So um, it was just, dude, like I, I'm sitting here thinking about, it, I'm like, holy crap, what a freaking whirlwind of emotions and just events that took place in a very short amount of time. But I wouldn't change it for the world. I would not change it for the world. I learned so much. I always tell people, they always ask about buds. Everyone's always asking about buds. I was like, it's hell week hard. And I, and I usually get the answer like, as you know, it was a really cool experience to learn what your body can take more. So, I mean, physically, but also, I mean, more so mentally, like if that mind don't break, nothing's breaking. It doesn't matter. Like you're, you're solid. You can still push forward. And I always give the, you know, try to do the picture of uh, you seen lone survivor, right? Mm -hmm. The very beginning of the movie, there's like flashes of them on the beach of buds doing push-ups and a bunch of exercises and there's one particular scene on there when they're when they're in that in that one scene where this guy tried they're doing push-ups and he's on the beach and he can't do push-ups. Like he is like struggling everything he's got. Is he's, he's at muscle failure. Not a damn thing he can do about it because he's just pushing, pushing, pushing. But there's one the, the main takeaway is the dude's still trying, which yeah. means the mind is still going, the heart's still in it, like it's still going. It, you're not done. It's like that, you know, like Rocky Balboa, right? Mm -hmm. He's getting his ass kicked. He's still coming back, still coming back. I didn't, no, didn't hear no bell. And it, it, yeah, yeah, he's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, and they're just all in, like no matter what it yeah. is, like we're going. And uh, you can always do one. You can do one more. I mean, I, like, always. I, I'm not not trying to trivialize it all. Like you can physically, you can do one more. Yeah, you, do 23 like, miles. I can't go anymore. You can do yes, one. You can. More. You can. Because if I said more. you have a million dollars, if you do another right. mile, you'd do right. it. <laughs> right. I would. <laughs> you, you learn that in those moments. And then later in life, exactly. you get thrust into something else that's very unfamiliar, very mm. uncomfortable, right. right? High stress, low visibility. And you got to figure it out as you go through it. For you, uh, absolutely. Right? After, after going through all that you went through in the military, right? Then that hardship in your personal life. Where's the faith journey for you? When when does oh, sorry, where's the, the what? Where's sorry. the faith journey for you? Because okay, you said, gotcha. right? When you got to lean on, you look to Christ. Was that there during those hard times or did that come later? Unfortunately and sadly, no. The the Christ, Christ didn't come. He was been with me this whole time. Sure. I, I, I just sure. want to make sure that everyone's yep. clear on that. I got you. I just wasn't talking to him. I just wasn't accepting it. I wasn't, my mind was not there because I was being deceived by the guy uh, that, that, that's not liked. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, he was there the whole time, but it really, he really didn't, we really didn't hook up until like yeah, I was probably that relationship, years man. old. Yeah. Until I was done deploying and I had my kids for a few years and, and that came as it usually does, as the story goes, when I was feeling probably at my bottom of the barrel, drinking a lot, popping pills because I couldn't sleep. I was overstressed. I wasn't, I wasn't happy with my life. I felt, uh, I just felt alone, man. I felt like, um, felt like I was on an island by myself Yeah. and there wasn't even a palm tree on that island. Like it was just sand, nothing, not even, not even clear water around me. Just, just alone, just a desolate place of just loneliness uh, so obviously I do what I've been, my mind says I should do is I would drink and just numb the pain, suppress it and just stuff, stuff, stuff. And then when I would have problems sleeping, I would, you know, pop up a, a pill or something or do like a NyQuil or, or, or anything that would make me go tired. Cause I, I just couldn't sleep. There were, there was days I couldn't sleep and there'd be like a day where I couldn't get up. Uh, it just, it really depends. It was very, very stressful. The stress level, my weight would fluctuate. My workouts weren't um, the best, which is usually my therapy, which is, which is my calm down time. I wasn't able to have that, um, at first. And then as the, re the routine was developed and you kind of start figuring out things and, you know, you, you go through your little miniature crucible, you kind of come out on the other side, you know, a stronger man. And, uh, I got broken down during that time, bud. 
But uh, it, the strength really came when I found Christ, probably around 32, 33. And unfortunately, it's not like, oh, I found Christ. Everything's great. It's all good. Rock on, which I no, think a lot of people No, honestly, think, now some of the real work no, starts. Now's when you really get attacked. Now, now we talk about a thing sure. called spiritual warfare. And sure. uh, so, again, another battlefield. There we go. Well, that that evil my mind. was in your brain earlier is like, oh, wait, wait, what's he hearing now? Right. I've got to double down, triple down my efforts to try to take that soul away. He exactly. does come in harder. There's no yeah, doubt. But he comes back it. with his boys and all that good stuff. And uh, and, and again, warrior mindset. I welcome it. Let's go. Do do I get taken out? Do I get crippled? Do I get a black eye? Yes, just like you do. Just like the people that are listening to this do. And and that's where we kind of come into that accountability piece mm-hmm. that I that I've learned from failing is I need people to feed into my life. I need to feed into others. I need to do nice things for people because it makes me feel better and it brings in the goodness. Um, I need some people to say, hey, man, uh, I really appreciate what you said about this. And it makes me feel good because it makes me feel, I'm, you know, I'm not missing the mark. You know, I'm not, I'm yep. not doing the wrong thing. So you need all those. I need, I need to have a good routine. I need to be reading. I need to be filling my mind with good, positive things. I need to be eating right because all these things are making me that warrior that I, that I constantly talk about because when I start slipping, I'm just opening up the doors, man. As you yeah. know, we're, we're opening up those doors and then before you know it, you're getting snatched to the dark side. And I, I've been there a lot, man. I've, I've, I've had two failed marriages. I've messed up every time, to- every kind of way, probably times like multiple times. Um, it's not, it's not good. It's not a good place to go. I've, I've learned the hard way as, yeah. as most of us unfortunately do is to be proactive and put certain things in place. So I don't have to be reactive. Like how the hell this happened? What well, happened because you didn't do this and you knew better, but you're too damn lazy. So uh, yeah, there's been a whole shift in my life and it really started getting those kids and really open it up. Like it ain't about me, man. It ain't mm-hmm. about me. Like this life right here as beautiful as it's been and the accomplishments that I have, my life really might be to be raising my children because they're about to go kick some serious ass in this world. And that amps me up more than anything in this world. And I love it. I love it. Yeah, No, I'm on fire, man. I love every second of it. I don't do this every episode. I'm going to read something. It's a Bible verse. Cause I think it's, I think it's good for our conversation. And here's my thing, right? You might be thinking, maybe you got some hardships going on in life. Maybe you're battling some tough stuff. Maybe you feel like the devil is coming after you, right? And he's, hey boy, he's a lot to handle, right? He's broken, strong men for centuries, right? It will always happen. But check this out. In 1 Peter 5, it says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. And then Peter says to them, resist him, mm-hmm. right? So I want you guys to go attack the day with an enthusiasm unknown to man and the empowerment knowing that, yeah, he's out there. He's like a stinking lion and he's looking for something to eat. Don't let him. Don't let him have it. Fight him every single day, even if it's little battles and little victories. And every time you do it, he gets weakened a little bit and he gets weakened a little bit. And that's how you ultimately win. And I think that's what I'm hearing out of you today. Absolutely. And if you need want to back that up of how do I do this, I want you to jump yeah. over to Ephesians 6, get on the armor of God. Yes, sir. And, really, and read it a couple of times because every time you read it, it's a little bit different. Uh it, it, dude, it's, if you, if you really, and this is something I just really realized and it might, maybe it's been known forever is it's all about your mindset. Like the whole mm-hmm. armor of God is about your mindset. Yes. I'm not really putting on boots, yes. uh, but in my mind, if I put that on and, and I'm dressing myself up for battle every single day, no, in fact, I'm ready to fight the war. <laughs> in fact, David King, David, we'll get all biblical. King David took all the physical armor off. Because Saul gave it to him. It was too big. It didn't fit him. He was too small. Exactly. Said, I, don't need, I don't need this stuff. I've already got it all right here. I got it all right here. <laughs> and right here. Yes. In a stinking sling. Absolutely. So, 100%. So, great, great. Totally. Absolutely. Who, who, who I, you got to have guys around you, men, women, but maybe guys specifically. Maybe they're colleagues. Maybe they're former. They're still warriors, right? But maybe they're war fighters. Yeah, of course. You know. Who's out there helping you in this space? Who are you leaning on, learning from that shows the good example of how to be a strong physical warrior and also embrace that faith component. Uh, that that's a great topic. And the reason why I say it's a great topic is because that is the, like the last piece of my puzzle. That was the hardest thing mm. for me. And it should have been one of the first things is cause I, and, and I, I have a really hard 
trust problem. I don't trust people. I don't want them to let in my life. I don't want them to know my demons, which I'm sure is very common for people. But once I came to terms with it and realized that speaking it and sharing it, it's not only helping others as well, but it's also helping me just getting that out there. I wouldn't say vomiting, but just airing it, airing it out, right? We're taking those sheets yeah. out of the dryer, fluffing them up, getting ready for the bed. I, I mean, it, it felt so good, but uh, definitely, and I've got a couple of them. I've got some, and some of them don't even know they're my mentors. I just watch them. I, I just, got, I got one. I'm going to tell you I, in a second, but you I go first. Learned. I got, I got one. I'm going to tell you in a second. And you go, I got, go so I got guys in the, in the fitness world. Like, Hey, I want to be like this guy. Like he does great workouts. Oh, this guy does it because he's got bad knees or whatever it is. So I got those mentors. I got guys that are in the, in the health thing, like the food stuff, like this is really good to take care of. This will help your mindset, clarity, better sleep. I've got guys in the church, especially in the church. And this has been my hard thing right here. And I really just found a good one recently, like a real solid guy. Is I'm not a, you know, pansy, I guess you could say, where like, oh, yeah, we want to do this. Like the very cool, the very Mr. Rogers-esque type. I need okay. someone to be like, hey, Eddie, shut up. You're wrong. And this is why. You're a candor guy, right? Yeah, I'd be like, okay, Roger that. Like, thank you yeah. for being, I'm very direct. Like, I want you to tell me what's up. I don't need this fluff that society seems to like. I want the truth. I don't care how hard it is. Mm-hmm. I don't need to dance around. I need it in my face or else I'm going to keep failing unless you give it to me. I need to be hit with a sledgehammer yep. across the face. Like, hey, yep. dude, you're, you're wrong in this situation. And here's the example. And here's why. And here was the outcome. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, crap. Okay, thank you. And, and I have no problem with that. I do have a problem of the weakness and the dancing around and and that and that's very hard because a lot of people see the seal title. Oh, he was a seal. Oh, okay. Like, no, bro. I'm just a freaking human. Mm-hmm. I just happened to pick that profession. I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. I did really good at it. It was just um, they don't see that's that's probably the hardest thing, man. Is like yeah. I'm a I'm a human being. My name's Eddie. I'm not. Oh, he's a Navy SEAL. Yes, I was a Navy SEAL, and that's was my job. But I'm just I'm just a dude. I'm just a guy. I'm no different than the next guy. I just have maybe my drive is a little bit different, but guess what? Your drive can be the same if that's what you want. That, it's a that's choice. What, that's what um, one of the things I'm trying to lean in on some of these episodes, and we've been deliberate about some of the conversations we had, is, is unlocking the conversations around kind of this, this second phase of your life, right? Th- this second phase of your purpose, right? So that first 20 years or so, right? Dude, you're locked in, man. You're a warrior. Like I am doing these incredible things. That has to end at some point, right? Right. Not everybody can be uh, Kirby Harrell and be a SEAL for 37 <laughs> years. We had him on last week. What a badass, by the way. Right. Incredible. Like that guy. They don't it's make him like. They don't man. make him like. Some guys this. just got some titanium bones and weirdness Dude, going on. That I. Guy's bulletproof. I mean, really. Like, of, it's yeah. amazing. Right. But, but, but hearing these awesome stories about how you guys are unlocking a greater purpose in the second half of your life. And it's why guys, so I'll give you a name, right? I've never met Dom Rosso in person. I consider Dom a a mentor, right? Mm -hmm. Because I watch his incredible journey through his faith with his family. And I've, we've communicated a little bit through some Instagram. And in fact, he was in a movie that one of my best friends since I was 15, this Eucharistic miracle movie, Dom went out and played Simon and Cyrene in this movie Mm -hmm. where they, so those guys know each other. But that's a guy, right, where I can follow him from afar, right? We may never meet in person. Be great if we could someday. Mm-hmm. But I can see the way in which he's playing out his journey in life, and I can just take some of that, right? All right, let me feed off of that a little bit uh, and kind of go forward. I think that's that's a beautiful thing Absolutely. about kind of where we're at. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this about Dom. This right here, solid as it comes, man. Man. Solid as it comes. That's one of my, that's one of my go-to guys. He's more of like a... I would say a mentor, but like a brother, like it just uh, a balance, I guess you could say. We, yeah. we usually feed each other's off like business ideas or yep. faith ideas because because yeah. he's a Catholic. I'm a Christian. I'm not a Catholic. I, I, I totally not a big religious guy. Sure. Uh, spiritual side. Yes. But we have no problems. We talk about it. It's just we lean on the same God. Just you know why? You know why? Here's what you, here's what you agree on. Empty tomb, right? Three days right. after there's an empty tomb, right? We agree on that? 100%. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. Okay, cool. Roger that. Moving on. on. All right. It's cool. Let's talk about this. And, <laughs> and there's never like a, a battle, you know, yeah. like most, some people have. There, there isn't that stuff. He hasn't tried to convert you? I feel like a no. guys, he's. 
Oh, he, he'll, he'll he'll send send video. Video. he doesn't have a razor in your hand. He, he just he just sent me videos. He's like, hey, can you just watch this video? And I'm like, Dom, it's eight episodes. And uh, and I watched it. I watched them. I watched them because I sent him my book and I'm like, I need you to read yeah. my book yeah. and I need a blurb from you. So we did a one for one swap. I got you. And, it, and it was an awesome series. I'm glad I watched it. And it's it's pretty much the same. And it, it was talking about being warriors uh, mm-hmm. in your family, in, in the church and stuff like that, because a lot of us. We're, we're quiet. We're, we, we feel that if we, we, we talk that it makes us, I don't know what it feels like it makes us, but the problem is the, the bad guys, the bad side, evil has no problem running their freaking mouth. They'll run it all day long. And yeah. with the use of media, man, yeah, their voices right now, in my opinion, way louder than the good guys. And the good guys need to raise up, rise up and freaking smash them down. They need Sometimes to. Sometimes it wears you down, man. I'll be honest with you. There's some days where I'm like... I feel like that voice, the other voice is so, like you just said, so loud. It's very loud. Yep. But you got to keep chipping away. That's for But, but what, I mean, we got the, the alternatives Victor. unexceptable. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah we got stop. the Victor, so it don't matter. That's a fair point, too. We know the way this game will end. You know, we, we know how it ends. Hey, man, tell me about the architect of the Unafraid. I think it's a really neat concept. Uh, so, so Unafraid started as a t-shirt. It was just, um, you know, in, in the in the Christian world, at least in my church, they, they always be like, you know, pick the one word for the year. Like what, what's mm-hmm. one word? Yep. Like, do you want to be loyal, yep. sure. family, whatever, Endurance, it is, whatever. Yep. exactly. And, and I, and I didn't do that for years. I used to do it all the time. And then for some reason, like unafraid, unafraid, unafraid. And then it really came to me when I was driving down the road and I heard a skillet song, lions. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that song, <laughs> but it goes, we are unafraid. And I was like, Holy crap, Ooh. just got stabbed in the chest. That's it right there. Unafraid is it. Unafraid is it. Because I wanted to do something. I like the motivational piece. I like to be motivated by people. I get turned on by motivational, inspirational quotes, by people just saying certain things. Like when I work out, I listen to motivational speeches, just guys mm-hmm. like saying, you can do one more. Like C.T. Fletcher, definitely a, a vulgar dude, but bro, he will amp you up to want yep. to throw weights through walls and you yep. follow him. It's awesome. Uh, so you'd have loved it, man. We were running this blue Ridge relay, which is a, a an endurance run, it's 200 miles. You do it with teams. And I was running it a couple of years ago with a group of guys, <laughs> We had two guys in the van, me and this other guy that all we want to do is just play like motivational stuff. And finally at three in the morning, the one guy's like, I can't take it anymore. man. <laughs> like, Come on. It's bro. so awesome. You got dude. this. How much more Goggins do you want to listen to while we're it's, driving? It's so awesome. These mountains? It, it's just, it's just, it's, it's like, okay, the alternative. You feed your mind that, or you feed it. Oh, look yeah. at my big booty shape! Like it's just stupid right. stuff. That means nothing to anyone. Right. Uh, so, unfortunately, that's again back to the evil. There it is, um, man. Dude, where were we? What, what yeah. Were we so, about? so, but so. Well, no, I think there's another great point too. What I've known is whenever I've gone out specifically to try to identify the one word for the year, it usually just comes. It just comes. Yeah, of course. Let it come. Yeah. Let the Holy Spirit yeah, yeah. kind of work in you. So it's not afraid. So then it's like, okay, let's make a T-shirt. Unafraid. Let's just. That's all it was. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second, man. There's just, there's, I've got, I've got more to say. Eddie, Eddie in the back, I have more to say. <laughs> so it's like, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's make a hat. Okay. Let's make a hat to go with the shirt. This is actually the first one. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I'll, let's, let's, let's set up a platform. Like, I feel like we, mm-hmm. we should be doing a platform. And this is not like reaching, this is like, I believe being laid on, like, okay, let's make a platform. So made eddiepenny.com. Because unafraid.com was super expensive to buy the domain. So it just became sure. uh, eddiepenny.com. Not that I'm not fighting for that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so with eddiepenny.com, like, okay, what can we do? And it started out with just, uh, you know, putting inspirational stuff up there, some quotes. And then we came up with a thing called the den. And that's where you could do a paid membership, come in. And it's kind of like, hey, the, the, the intent was and is starting finally to catch on a few years later was you take your workouts, you take out what you eat, you take out the things that benefit you. Like what books did you read? Uh, who do you look up to? What's a good podcast? And you dump it into the den. Mm-hmm. So if you get multiple people doing that, you've got a freaking container oh, dude, of so like, much just stuff. awesomeness. Right. So that's it, like faith stuff. Uh, I need someone to hold me accountable. I need to lose 10 pounds before the summer. Okay, cool. What's your diet? Put it on here. Mm-hmm. So so the, the web, it kind of, and I wasn't going all in on it. 
Uh, I wasn't fully invested in it because I, I have another company, our uh, contingent group that I was running and it required a lot of traveling. And I was like a one man show that my wife kind of came on board and I, and I had some, some contracting buddies that were helping out with like the web stuff and mm-hmm. sort of like that. And then I was like, we need to go this way more. I was like, okay, redo the whole website. We're redoing everything. And uh, so we just redid that. And then we started adding pot, took all the podcasts, all the podcasts around there the den got a lot better, really started having guys pouring their stuff, like added like fighting stuff, like self-defense stuff, moved all my security stuff that we were doing for contingent groups, stopped doing some of that, moved it over to here to like a big thing. So if you go in there, like if you're leaving, not motivated, then I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's all, it's all positive. Well, like there's, we know, right. There's never a lack of motivation. Right. This is the lack it, of discipline. It, it, there you go. There you go. That's, that's, that's probably right. That's a hundred percent right. So there's only one folder in there uh, that you have to request access to mm-hmm. and you can leave anytime you want uh, under current events, just because the media thing, they were starting to take down thing and you, people weren't getting the truth. Yeah. They weren't getting the real stuff. So that's what I'm trying. worried about, man. Like where can you turn to actually get some truth? Right. I, I guess true social would be, is yeah. it though? Cause I mean, I, I don't know. So I started putting things in there, like certain documents, like, um, waivers to get out of like the vaccine from mm. religious waivers because mm-hmm. people couldn't find it because they were taking sure. it down every time so I'm like all right go here you can get it it was free it wasn't a part of the paid stuff like you can just go in there and uh pull stuff out then started learning about how the transition like they started working with uh a little bit like the seal future foundation a lot of our seals are having issues with um transitioning just like any veteran i did mm-hmm. uh i think pretty much any veteran did so i made a thing like hey if you need help please reach out on here and we would just find you a place to go or talk you through it or whatever yeah and then a lot of people started reaching out like and i and i, I didn't have time i was getting kind of overflowed with messages so i was like all right so i started doing like one-on-one calls just to like talk about like hey here's my opinion or here's what i did that helped me not saying I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a dude that did some dumb shit and learned a lot, learned a lot from it. And uh, so the mentorship kind of started growing from that. And we, I just released uh, the mentorship program, which is really, I get up in your business. Like we're, 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 we're connecting and we're making things happen. Uh, And that just launched. And, and we're just obviously we throwing out more T-shirts and the bands and the stickers because I believe back to that accountability, you know, you got it on your shirt, and you have it on your hat. That's accountability. You go, yeah. I'm sure you go to the mirror, you're washing your hands after you go to the restroom, you're like, pick up my six and you yeah. remember what yeah. that is. Yeah. It's like a little C, like right there, boom. Yep. Uh, when I see the heart and mind, I'm like, my heart's always in it, my mind's in it, I got a good mindset. I see my bands go all in, not passive with a cross. I did like Christ, I'm here, all in. I'm on a friend, like it just it's everywhere. I mean, everywhere. I got the six here for Ephesians six for my armor of God. Like I, yeah, I, I just, yeah. I, I, I'm just, I'm a big accountability guy because for years I did not have accountability and I faltered and I failed and I stumbled yep. and I crashed and I bled and I cried and it just sucked, dude. Yeah. And, and enough yeah. was, and I, and I knew better. People would tell me like, you gotta have accountability. Oh, I don't need that stuff. I was, I was that guy. I right. was that guy. Uh, but I'm not anymore. I'm not anymore. And, and I want to do my best to ensure that other guys don't make the same mistakes. I they're, they're going to make mistakes. I just don't want them to be the same ones that I did. You yeah. know, let's, let's take these off the plate uh, because you can't stop all the mistakes, but uh, the, the guy, the guy it, who thinks he can, the guy who thinks he can hold himself accountable all the time. I'm sorry. You pause there for a second. Go the, ahead. The, the guy who thinks I can hold myself accountable on everything. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not going to work. No, you can't do it by yourself. That's a sad clown mindset. When you're a a prideful man. man. Yes. (laughs) The pride. Right. But you've got to, and what you're doing, what I love about it is, is you're finding a way there's, I think there's three keys, right. For this kind of relationship, for you to be able to accelerate. I think you need some proximity. You got to be close around other people, right. You got to have purpose behind that interaction and you've got to be periodic. You've got to do it right with some battle rhythm to it. And that's what you're establishing here. And if you you don't have those things, you end up by yourself and then you end up in that dark place alone. You, you got to be able to lean on other people. It's not a good place to be. No way, man. You've been there. I'm sure you've had You know that you've been there. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to go there again. And you're not going back there again. That's right. That might, that might be the one thing I'm afraid of (laughs) (laughs) It's going back, but I'm not, 
I tell you what I'm not afraid of is I will stand up and I will fight, I will fight, I will fight, and I will make sure I do the right things no matter who calls me wacky or I can't believe you got unafraid tattoo on her. I don't care what you think. Mm -hmm. I know what I need. I know what ammunition I need. I know what battle plates I need to put on me to take on my battles. I know what I struggle with. I know where my fight is more than anyone does. Yep. My wife might know a little bit more sometimes. (laughs) They always know. Uh, it's Eddie Penny, E-D-D-I-E-P-E-N-N-E-Y.com, yep. right? You guys go there. Are you doing yes, some sir. podcasting too? Oh, uh, yeah. So we did. So Unafraid. So before we did, we started the Penny's podcast, which okay. is my wife and I. And that's honestly more. I love that podcast. That's probably my favorite podcast because her and I talk on there. And it's such a great bonding mm-hmm. moment. And we talk about faith. We talk a lot about uh, emotional intelligence. We talk about the things that are hard to talk about because I, I, I yeah. try to be extremely vulnerable. Guys have a hard time. I'm sure you, you've seen that time and time again. Yep. Being vulnerable, I'm trying to lead by example by it's okay to say you have this problem because probably 90% of the people around you probably have the same problem and they would love to figure it out. So work together, figure it out. But it's awesome, man. We're talking about like transitioning vets, hard times. I talked to my wife about... Uh, issues that are just like just come up or, or certain stories. And it is just like, it's a lot of fun. So that's the pennies podcast. And we just started for the book launch uh, unafraid, which comes out here in about a month or two. Nice. We started an unafraid podcast and uh, that's where it started out. Let's do, and this came from Goggins audiobook actually, mm-hmm. because he, they did a great audiobook. Yep. The great audiobook. Yep. I love, about the, the I love the idea of someone reading and then him coming in, and providing that commentary. Exactly. exactly. So, and that was awesome. And we even yeah. tell them like the first episode, like, Hey, we stole this kind of from Goggins. Sure. So we did, we did a podcast for every chapter and we kind of really go into it. Oh, and, um, it. cause at the end of the book, at the end of each chapter of the book, we do a hot wash or a debrief of like lessons learned. Like, you know, it's extremely important to treat everyone awesome because they might be coming back or, you know, take care of your family because that's the one thing that'll always be there. Um, like I'm already starting to get kind of choked up from it because I, I put in my heart and I, I, I put in my heart into that, uh, to that stuff. And so we kind of talk about all that stuff. And then our podcast, we're like, okay, so let's do, so my writer, Keith Wood, uh, mm-hmm. that we partnered up to do this, he's a big hunter. So he always goes to crazy places. I'm like, well, you take the podcast stuff with you and you do a podcast because he's going over to Africa to do some anti-poaching stuff. So like, all right, do a podcast on that. So we're going to do, to be more like a man podcast. We just did nice. one on gear. Yeah. Uh, so just talk about some stuff, man. We're going to talk yeah. about some warrior stuff. And we just did one with uh, the guy that kind of my, my coach and a uh, trainer who, you know, goes with me every week to do jujitsu, yeah. Muay Thai, all my fighting stuff. So kind of go into all the martial art disciplines because he's pretty much on them all. And so hey, you want to know who's a good armor of God guy to have on? Jeff Struker. I'll, I'll, you know, have you had Jeff on yet? That's you know hilarious. Jeff? That's so funny because Dude. we interviewed Jeff, uh, Keith and I did. Um, he's amazing. He is he's amazing. A, he's 100%. If you guys don't know who Jeff Stroop, Real deal. Blackhawk Down, he mm-hmm. was one of the main dudes on the ground, but he, he, was, he was talking, throwing out. He brought on the battlefield, when that battle was over, multiple people to Christ. Yep. After seeing by example, by by get, example, by his example, I'm, I'm getting chills, mm-hmm. Jeff. If you're watching, you're they a mentor. watched him walk you. into battle you're where awesome. he should not have walked back out, and he, and he, and he went back, back in. He went back and he yep. talked to people that yep. went with him. He's yep. like, "Follow me, send me, yep. send me." Like yep. he, like perfect yeah. example. Now you're getting me uh, chicken skinned up too. We had him on he, our he, we had him on our show a couple months ago. It was, I mean, obviously incredible. We're actually, I think I'm trying to get on his podcast. Nice. We, we interviewed yeah. him because we're doing a book on the name of it. We don't know yet, but we're yeah. essentially the death book. People this, that is have, the, uh, this is the Unbreakable podcast. Right. Yes. The name of it, right? Yeah. I found that about after Unafraid. I was like, Jesus, all these uns. <laughs> it's like, how many words are out there? Yeah. Uh, but we, we interviewed him on the death book about like kind of talked about like, but it's trying to bring everything back to Christ. Like people mm-hmm. that have been there, done that, kill people in both like thug life, organized crime overseas police uh home invasion whatever i mean that that killed people and what's what they went through emotionally physically their story so that was that's another one we're working on he was one of the guys we we wanted the he's one of the guys that we really want to designate a chapter for him 
because uh, he's dude. It's not just Black Hawk Down that he has. He's got a lot of. He's been there. He's been there and done that a lot of times. He's a he's a he's a solid solid man. He's as solid as they come. Yeah, and he's I likely, have enough good things to say about him. <laughs> oh, that's why I brought it up. That's why I brought it up, man. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Yeah. Eddie, man, this has been awesome, man. It's been great to just get to chat with you. I feel like we could rogue in this thing and do it for two, three hours, but oh heck yeah, we could. Uh, dude, man, so. I get so way up when crisis brought up, and now you can see how everything's intertwined. Yeah. And it's like, dude, he's just like showing us pre- it's just so beautiful, dude. It's, and it's I'm amazing. like, I, it's okay to talk about it. It's, it's, it is okay to talk about it. Why it's like, why yeah. is it not okay to talk about it? Of course it's, it is. Yeah. It's okay to talk about transgender and all this crazy stuff. But it's not, also okay if you don't hundred percent agree with us on everything we're talking about here today, but maybe exactly. pull a few nuggets out or things that you want to learn a little bit more about, or hey, let me go pull up that verse Brian was talking about, or pull up that Ephesians that Eddie was talking about. Great. We're just here to be a little living testimonial of the things that we've seen come before us and where we know this thing ultimately ends up. Here, here's something that just kind of came to my mind, man, is, is, and I used to think this way, it's like, oh, the Bible, all that religious Christ stuff, and I'm not, I'm not qualified to read it. If you're not even a Christian, let's just say Jesus, the character was not even in it. I mean, he was a, he was obviously the example. That book is filled with so many great things to learn and to yep. do in your life. Yep. No matter if you believe yep. or not, it doesn't matter. Check this out. Check this it out. It doesn't matter. Check this out. My friend today was leading a workout for a group, bunch of F3 guys. Tragically, his son took his own life uh, oh. a few years ago. Ter- right? Mm. Terrible. And today would have been his son's 22nd birthday. So this guy's name is Keen. He's like, I'm leading the workout this morning for sure. Right? Because I need the men around me. I want to lead by example. And I need to lean on them on a, on a very tough day for me and my family. And he pulled out this verse of Exodus. So to your point, right? You can open up the Bible. You can find all these stories. And in the story, Moses, they're talking about Moses had to keep his hands up. And when he had his hands up, Israel was able to be successful. When, they, when his hands came down, tough stuff happened to his people. Mm-hmm. But he was so tired, right? So they put a rock underneath him to sit on. Yep. And Aaron and her were on the other side, and they held his arms up, mm-hmm. right? Take whatever religious context you want out of that. What I took from that today was you can't do anything by yourself. You Teamwork. Other, <laughs> other exactly. To help you. So whether Great you're the example. Moses in the story right now in your life, if you're the one trying to hold stuff up and you're feeling weak, you've got people who come alongside you, or maybe you're the Aaron, maybe you're the her who needs to find somebody who needs to identify somebody who's struggling and help them out a little bit. I'm clapping for you. That was good. I well, like I'm, that. I'm feeling it because it just happened today. That was awesome. It, the timing isn't chills. by coincidence, is it? When, when the chills, when the chills happen, it's good. Yeah, That's my my sign. <laughs> Listen, man, we wish you nothing but it. the best. Just so grateful uh, for you, right? For what you're asked to do on behalf of our country, and now what you continue to do to lean in here and, and lead that way. It's Eddie Penny E D D I E P E N N E Y dot com. Go to the website, guys. You can also find him on Instagram. A man of motivation. And, uh, and just, man, I've just been thrilled to have this conversation today. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. And I'm going to go get an awesome workout because I am amped right now. I love it. I love it. God bless you, man. Take it easy, brother. He's Eddie Penny. I'm Brian Jodas. That's been this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast.